generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. This morning we're having two, two doses like we have for the last two Sundays. I'm not going to be preaching in the first service, but there is somebody who has been prepared. I'm going to be preaching the se- I'm going to be preaching the second service, but in the first service there is a John the Baptist, or should we call her Joanna the Baptist, a forerunner bringing. A word from God. Mm. She is anointed. She is loyal. She is faithful. She has served so remarkably in this house. Ladies and gentlemen, receive a fine woman of God, blessed with grace and charm and diligence. She's in charge of her finances and not one cobble has been missing. In four years and nine months, before there was any structure, she was structure. Before there were workers, she was working. Before there was any ministry director, she was ministering and directed. Receive my daughter this morning, director of ministry over finance and administration. Minister Uchi Agbarashi comes. Show us some love. Woo, woo, woo. Woo. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much. Ooh, my head is swelling. <laughs> this feels so surreal. God bless you, Pastor Dami. I'm so grateful for this opportunity. Like, there's never... It always feels like the first time, so my heart is like, cray come, cray come. <laughs> but I'm so, I'm so honored. This is so huge for me. Thank you so much, Pastor Dami. Pastor Toji, if you're listening, God bless you. All my colleagues, leaders, everyone. <laughs> God bless you. My colleagues know themselves now. They know themselves. God bless you guys. You may please have your seats. Hallelujah. Today, I get to sit in Pastor Dami's chair. I get, love you too. I get to sit in Pastor Dami's chair today, so I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> yes. Um, let us pray real quick. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for your heart. That we know that the thoughts that you have for us, they are good. You are perfect. Thank you, Lord, for orchestrating today. Thank you because we know that everyone that lives here is not going to live here the same way that it came. Thank you because we feel your glory already is all around this place. Thank you because hearts would be inspired. There will be so much transformation from the word today. But even as we step out, even as we enter into the second half of the year, that things will move, things will change. There will be a clear difference in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father, because the second half of the year is bigger and better. Shout it with me. The second half of the year is bigger and better. Hallelujah. 
My assignment this morning is to set expectations for you for the second half of the year. And it's such a huge assignment because as I was preparing, I was like, ah, notes to self, notes to self, notes to self, everything, notes to self. Like, so this is not just for you guys, it is for me as well. So I'm entering into the second half of the year with all of these things, right? So it's a different matter if you're preaching from a place of experience. I thought that, ah, what do I want to come announce, say to you guys? Like this assignment is so huge in my mind. Like set expectations, really. Like ginger in your heart is, ugh, right? But there are things that I've done before that I've succeeded at. And so the Holy Spirit had to remind me of this thing so that, you know, you really have stance, right? So just put these things that you knew before, put it in this manner, and you see how these things will turn out for you. So my prayer today is that um, these things I will say, you've probably heard them before, you've, right? Well, by the special grace of God, the words will come with freshness. And when it hits you, you know that, whoosh, that's... This is new. I've heard it before, but I'm hearing it in a different way this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. All right, bigger and better. What does this mean to you? What does bigger and better mean to you? You can shout it out. What does it mean to you? Song? Okay. <laughs> All right, what else? Progress. Next level. Huh? What else? Huh? Upgrade. More, more money. Maybe a fine husband. <laughs> All right. That is bigger and... <laughs> All right. Bigger and better. How bad do you want it? Like yesterday, right? Uh, what? <laughs> All right. You know that there's a prize for bigger and better. There's a prize for greatness. Are you ready to pay the price? Eh? You know that um, greatness will cost you, right? Are you willing to pay the price? Are you willing to go the extra mile? Are you in a place where, as in this thing, will stretch you? Are you ready for it? Are you ready for the sleepless nights, in quotes? Are you ready to put in the extra hours? Are you ready to pray for an extra five minutes? Okay, shaking her head. Very honest. Are you? <laughs> the Lord help us in the name of Jesus. All right. Um, there are four things that God will want me to remind you guys this morning. And like I said before, you've heard it before, but this morning it's come with freshness. Um, so the first thing that I would like to... Keyboard guy. You can give me some ginger. <laughs> Just slow. Mellow. All right. Uh, so the first thing that God wants us to remember this morning is our identity. What does identity mean? Right? Who are you? You have name. Right? You know where you're from. As we can label you as Minister Solomon. You have a name, right? But he wants me to remind you guys of your identity in Christ. He wants you to remember that this is where your value comes from. This is where your worth comes from. 
start to finish. This is your worth, your identity in Christ. In your identity in Christ, what, what, what you get in that? There's freedom in identity in Christ. There is access that you get, right? There's the love, there's the hope, there's the joy, there's the peace. There's the authority that comes in Christ, right? I want you to remember that today. Even as we're entering into the second half of the year, this is what should hold you. As you don't find your value in the money that you have or the money that you do not have. As you don't get your identity from, oh, I'm a tech bro, I'm a Texas, none of that. As in your value is not from societal standards. Your value is in your identity in Christ. And the Holy Spirit wants to remind you of this, this morning. Um, our anchor scripture at Kings. If people remember, you not passed your test last week. <laughs> All right, First Peter chapter two verse nine. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, His own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So there's something very unique about you, right? God created you with your lovely tiny ears, big ears, big eyes, all of that. There's your gifts, there's your talents, all of your special uniqueness that he put on the inside of you. But the greatest thing about it is that, as in, he's your father. As in, it is such an honor to be identified with the king of kings, with the most high God, this same God oh, that with a breath man came to be. As in with this same God that when he sits, the earth is his full soul. The Bible describes his love as it's deeper than oceans, wider than trees, taller than mountains, our God. As in this same God that um, he just spoke a word and things came alive. He created the um, heavens, created the universe. He created the stars, and he knows each one by name. You identify a God with a God that created you. He created me. He knows the very number of hair, hairs on your head. It is such an honor to be identified with this God. I understand that now we're in this uh, generation, there's so much um, depression. I don't I don't want to take, see it lightly, lightly. But we don't want to identify with mental problems. We don't want to identify with that. I said, do you know the God that you carry? This big God, he now chose you to be on the inside of. It is such an honor. If you are so honored to be identified with God, as you just to give God a loud praise this morning. I say, thank you, Father. If there is someone in this room, maybe someone that you know, someone that is watching, that you've somehow lost hope in this God, I pray, Heavenly Father, that you just ignite something in the hearts of these people. Just help them remember. Help them to remember Help them feel your love. Help them feel that comfort, that warm embrace that you bring, that you give. In the mighty name of Jesus, no one is expected to feel lost. No one is expected to feel like um, they've given up or they don't have hope. Because we have hope in you, God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah.
So your identity. If you've ever been to um, a sales um, lesson or a personal development training, one of those things, right? There are things that they teach you about what clients buy. So there are three things I say customers buy. They say customers buy, um, obviously, the goods and your products and services that you render. They also say that um, clients buy good feelings. But the last thing that they talk about that clients buy is you, right? So people are, they are more en endeared, is that the right word, to you. That's why, guys, you can go and find your baba in Kafanchan to bab your hair just because it's your baba, right? They are just, there's just something about you that just makes people want to come to you, right? So in the second part of this year, as in, recognize who you are. As you need to find who you are. There's a mentality, an attitude that I want, a mindset I want you guys to put in in the second half of the year. Think of your, ask yourself questions. I mean, you know these things. What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? What do people say about me? What can I do right? What are the things I'm doing now? Look at your business. Look at those goals that you have set. Maybe it's time for you to evaluate these things. What should I be doing now? What should I not be doing now? Which one is worth my time? Is it me that uh, say I should do this thing by myself or the Holy Spirit? God asked me to do it. Like evaluate yourself in the second half of the year, right? And we've talked about identity. And there's something interesting that God gives to us, right? He opens up your eyes to see things, right? I don't know how God speaks to you, but he, he shows me pictures, right? Every person that is building something, that is growing something, you should have an idea, right? You wrote out your goals for the year, right? You have your vision statement. You have all of those cool, exciting things that you wrote out, right? But is it in alignment with God's will for you, God's plan for you? You need to think about it. Another thing you should think about is... Um, your commitment to your work. How committed are you to these goals that you have written? How committed are you to your service at church? How committed are you in your teams? How committed are you in your office place? Office, yeah, office place, place of work. As in, what if they are going to rate you? How can we rate your level of commitment? There's also a place of responsibility. These goals that you have written. Nobody can help you achieve it. God will not come down and oh yeah, say, okay, today you wrote that you want to ride your bicycle for 30 minutes. He will not ride the bike for you, right? Every time I'm talking about, oh, I want to lose weight and all of that, and I'm sleeping like this, like I'm eating bread. Anyhow, I cannot lose the weight now. It is my responsibility to as in, I'll wake up in the morning. I know that I want to take walks around my house. I know that when I see the bread, I'll be like, stay away from me, you devil bread. You know, all of those things, right? It is my responsibility, <laughs> right? And then the last thing is courage. The devil is so annoying. He is, uh, as in, he's such an, an annoying, I don't even know the person thing. As in, he will just use fear. It will creep up on you. As in, the courage that you need, the boldness that you need in this second half of the year, it can only come from God. You've said all these great things for yourself, but ah, fear. Hey God, what would they say about me? I want to be selling my, um, what's that thing that Vivian sells? 
Kuli, Kuli, I want to be selling it. I want to go to this office. What would they say about me? What do they think about me? People are doing, you say, oh, my mates are doing, and then there's me. I've not even achieved so much. And I'm just coming to sell this thing, to do this thing. What will people say? Fear. The devil, it's not well. I say you need courage in this second half of the year. You need the boldness like a lion. As when you're entering into it, see, you've said these things, you're going to do it. You want to do this thing, you are going to achieve it. As in, who born the devil? As in, stay clear from Jesus, babies. Hallelujah. <laughs> All right. The second thing that you need to be reminded of this morning is your location, your placement. Um, let's go to Psalm chapter 1. Is Psalm chapter 1 verse 3 is my, one of my favorite verses. If you've been to my salon before, you should visit. It's nice. <laughs> um, if you see our logo, our logo is designed from this verse. Psalm 1 verse 3. Um, yeah. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Can we start from verse 1, please? Verse 1. Verse 1, please. Alright, can we read it together? Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. Verse 3. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither and everything he does shall prosper hallelujah there's something so interesting about trees about farming all of that cool stuff right so this part in verse 3 talks about the location of where this tree is planted and it's so cool that it is planted by the river of water. What does it talk about? What does river talk about? Well, we like to liken it to God, right? There is sustainability by, in the river. There's continuity in the river. As in the river does not stop, it does not end, it does not dry up. This is God that we're talking about. If you read from verse 1, it's talking, the, it's talking about the believer. There's a comparison between the righteous guy and your godly guy. But then he starts to talk about the right, I believe it's David, right? He likens the believer to a tree, right? So your planting, your location is very crucial, right? You need to be planted in God, rooted deeply in God. So when things are coming at you, when Nepal is striking, when crypto has fallen, when all of these things, when dollar is rising, it's hitting you, hitting you left, right, as in the breeze is just blowing, you're not shaking because they can't pay inside the ground. Your roots are so deep in God that nothing shakes you. Nothing moves you. He wants you to remember that this morning. Your location is very, very important. Your connectivity to God is very important. Your AC cannot come on if you don't own the switch now, Abby. 
your generator will not on if you don't turn the, the key, the ignition, right? There has to be connectivity to the source. And your source is God. You need to remember that. So where there's there, um, this verse also talks about, um, I think in the after, yeah, this verse, it's it brings forth its fruit in its season. Minister Solomon talked about different seasons last week. So remember, yeah, there might be seasons of dryness. There might be seasons, you know, different. You need to understand these things. But you cannot say, oh, because there's hamatan, or that because it's winter, I will not have fruits. I will not be productive. All of that. You need to know what all these different seasons are. This tree that is planted by the river, as in, just think about the finest tree that you, you know, that the one farmer planted in your backyard. It should be beautiful. As in, in my mind, the trees are, are very, they have, I don't say presence, they have a finesse about them, right? Because they are very, very different. You see the ones that they are, their stem is like very skinny, ones that are big. There's some trees that look, they take the shape of, they have like human face. I don't know if you guys see all those weird things, you know? So the ones that have red flowers, yellow, they're just beautiful. So there's just a beautification about you guys that you need to really, really understand about yourself. And then it's now really cool that you are safely stationed in a location called God. Hallelujah. So yeah, your location is very important. Your planting is very important. It's so cool that God did not make a mistake when he put us in this Nigeria. I mean, I'm already saying now, God, I have abroad in my, in my, in my DNA, but redeploy me, Lord, soon. <laughs> when you're ready, you redeploy me. But God did not make a mistake oh, when he put me in this Nigeria. There is something that he wants you to do inside this place. So remember that your location is important. You're planting the church where you're serving. You could have easily gone to that church in the corner. But you're here. Your planting is really, really important. Your connectivity to the source is important. Do not forget that. Amen? Amen. The next thing, no ways. Let's hmm, stay on your location. All right. When you're planted somewhere, there, say, okay, you just got employment in this office. You started a business. You need to show up at the place, right? Um, you need to be present at the place. It's hard many times when you're building something. It's not easy to wake up in the morning. When yesterday, you don't have clients. Or Nepal did not give you lights. So, like, what's, what are you now looking forward to? But you got to show up. You need to wake up in the morning. You need to go to your office. And when you show up at that place, you got to work hard. As in, you put in the work, you put in the effort, because this thing that you're going to build, it will not build itself, right? Even if you're, you're I mean, to get to a point, Pastor, let me share some videos about delegation, that that's where the power is, right? How will you get to the point where you don't even know what to do? You've never woken up in the morning for you to set your mind right. You've not gotten to your office. You don't even know what's up. You're just lazing and sleeping in your house. You got to show up. You have to work hard. There are many times that you get to a point where there's advice coming to you left, right, center. You need to know who you're listening to. God has put guardians, has put mentors, coaches. He has put your team leads. He has put your friends, husbands, wives, 
in a space to be like advisors for you. You know who to listen to. It's always good to listen well. Right? You'll be in a season where, okay, this thing is not working. If I ask Pastor Dami and he says, oh, maybe you need to calm down now. Maybe you should actually calm down and not be in a hurry to do so many things at the same time. I understand that there are some people who are multi-dimensional. They are very creative. They are, you know, one day you'll just be tired. There's an energy that Pastor Dami has. He has cultivated um, a habit, right, for lack of a better word. But he has done it over time, so he knows what to do. He can do many things at the same time, but he has put all of these different things in pockets. None of his expressions suffer because he has gone through a, a routine. He has a habit. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So you got to show up. You have to work hard and you have to listen. Amen. 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 My notes are uh, plenty. It's like, okay, where do I now carry from all of that? All right, so there's a question here that I want to ask you. Is there something that you do not know now, but you need to know that would help you in the second half of the year? What do I have to do now? What do I have to learn? Um, I have a picture of my mood board, vision board. What's that thing? Vision board, right? All right. Um, so I'd never written it out. Hi, Pastor Touch. I'd never written out clearly my vision, like put it on board ever. So it's always in my journal and stuff. But this year I thought to write it out, right? To draw it. I had a picture of it, but I forgot to share with uh, media. And so in it, I'd written all these cool things. I'd also written out things that I really, really, huge things I really want. I put land, I put dash millions of naira, I put dash amounts of dollars in reserve, I put that I want a functional YouTube channel, I also put that I want a um, franchise for my salon and products, all of those things. I wrote all those things, though, but which one have I done? Ha ha, ha ha. No, <laughs> you know, have you guys seen all those funny videos that they wrote goals for 2020. I want to save 1 million naira and the girl is cancelling the rest of the zeros. That's not my case, Sha. Amen. The, the, the year has not finished. Right? There's bigger and better waiting for us in the mighty name of Jesus. But what's so cool about my vision board is that there are actually some things I just wrote in the corner. I not put it with my color color sticky notes, but I just wrote it there just because, Sha. As in, I put that I want to learn go back to school to learn bridal styling. I wrote that I want to learn graphic design. Where is King David? I not call him. But I wrote, there are different things. I wrote that I want to preach the gospel to someone um, every week. So different pockets of things, right? There's some things that I haven't done. There's some things that I do maybe once in a while. But however, I keep looking at that thing because I don't feel bad that, oh, I not do this one, I not do that one. There's still the sense of responsibility. I didn't write these things from a place of self. I know that it was inspired by the Holy Spirit. So because it's on this my board, it, it would happen. Right? Because it's there, it would happen. Right? I have responsibilities at the salon. I have responsibilities at Kings. I have responsibilities at my family. I wrote down to give my mother money every month. As in, if the day that I forget, in the middle of the month, I remember. I buy her credits. But she said, you don't have to spend money. I shall do it because I've written it there. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? Yes. 
Hallelujah. Shutayada kadiba shutododos. The third thing that you should be reminded of today is your dependence on God. Um, can we go to First Chronicles chapter four? Do you guys remember the prayer of Jabez? You guys remember it, right? First uh, Chronicles chapter four, verse yeah. Give us from verse nine. From verse 1, right, is, there's, is a whole genealogy about the family of Judah. It talks about all these cool guys, cool women, their wives, all of those things, right? And it comes to verse, give us verse 9. Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. It's very funny that there's no mention of Jabez in their entire genealogy. Why? Why did they omit his name? As in, why did they think that they'll forget a whole guy in a whole family tree? Why? And then they only now mentioned him in two verses. Now, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. That means Jabez was a great guy. As in, cool guy, honorable. That means he had something going on for him. He had a business. He was not stealing somebody's money. As in, honorable guy, great guy, better than his brothers. Awesome guy, right? But there's not something that was now binding him. There was something annoying about his life. And he goes to say, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. I didn't want to understand the circumstances that were surrounding Jabez's birth. But the mother, we need to query her. She's not a nice person at all. Like, why would your surrounding circumstances allow you label a whole child based on the pain that you are feeling. Why? And Jabez now carried this thing, this title, his entire life. Great guy, but he just, many people say, oh, Jabez, your mother must have been in so much pain. As in pity. Why? Verse 10 says, But Jabez prayed, calling on the God of Israel, saying, some versions say Jabez cried out to God. I can imagine that Jabez had had it up to here. As in, he's like, what? Why would my life be filled with so much pain? Why would my life be filled with so much discomfort? Why? Why would I be labeled with such? And he cried out to God saying, oh God, only if you would bless me. Oh God, only if you will bless me indeed. And he goes on to say, enlarge my territory, God. Put people in front of me that I want to help. Put people around me that I want to train, that I want to teach, that I want to employ. Oh Lord, that your hand will be with me. I want you to walk with me on this journey. I want you to lead me on this journey. And he goes out to cry, oh God, God, protect me, God. There is so much harm going on in my country. There is so much craziness happening. God, protect me. He goes on to say, God, I'm filled with so much emotion. As if sometimes I get angry. Sometimes I just want to cry. Sometimes my workers annoy me. God, help me. I don't want to cause pain. Jabez cried out to God. 
And the verse goes on to say that so God, God granted him his requests. The Bible does not say how long it took. The Bible does not say what Jabez had to do. But God granted him his requests. In the second half of the year, you will come back and testify and say, God did it. That God granted my request. It doesn't matter how long. Time has not gone. We still have six more months left in the year after the year. God will answer your request. In the mighty name of Jesus. Jabez brought his weakness. He brought his vulnerability. He says, God, I'm bringing it at your feet. I cannot do this anymore. And he knows he grew up in church. His forefathers, his parents, they are pastors. They grew up in church. But he understands where he is. His position in God. Jabez is planted, rooted in God. He knows that God has supernatural power. And that his will for him is good. His will for him is not evil. And God has amazing plans. And all to that together, put together. He's enlarged territory. Bigger and better for Jabez. Bigger and better for Brother Tinu. Bigger and better for you. God wants you to be so dependent on him in the second half of the year. Everything else will mean nothing if you don't have God. He wants you to lean on him in the second half of the year. He wants you to hold on to him that God, see it is me and you. Lord, we lean on you. Lord, we rest on you. We do not have anybody else. We have you. Lord, we know that yes, you have given us strength. Yes, you have empowered us, God. Yes, but we do not want to lean on our own strength, Heavenly Father. The amazing thing about God is that he has given you ability to make your own choices. But he wants you to choose him. God wants you to choose him every day. You wake up in the morning, you say, God, I choose you. I walk on the street, God, it is you. I'm doing my work, God, it is you. How should I go about this? What clothes should I wear? Which person should I send my CV to? Which person should I work with? Should I partner with this person? God, it is you. Put your strength in God. Lean on him. Lean on God. I always um, liken strength to a brace. When people wear braces, braces um, in your teeth, aligns your teeth, right? But you need to just imagine God as a brace in your back. He's holding you firm. As in when it feels like as if you're staggering, that's, that brace is in your back. It's at your, you cannot fall because you're depending on God. He's holding your hand. He's walking with you. As in you cannot, nothing can shake you because you're leaning on God. Lean on God. Depend on Him.
Rika shupa yesu tosi banarada. Rika sikaniada sikanosa. We have no one else, God. We have no one else, God. There's something interesting about God. I know I talked about your uniqueness earlier on. But there is something special about you when you work. People will say, oh, that there's this thing about T-Band. When T-Band is doing this thing, it's just, there's a signature about you. There's a thing, when you see Pastor Dami's work, you know it's Pastor Dami. Right, there's white paper, right? You talk about Pastor told you, every, there's a uniqueness about you. At least uniqueness is because God put it on the inside of you, right? Right? So let's just imagine that it is um, um, like magic. You want to create magic. But this magic that you're about to create, you know that it is God though. Magic for lack of a better word. God put some interesting things on the inside of you. He wants you to create magic for him. Think about your workspace as, as a stage. Right? Think about your Instagram page as a stage. It is a platform for you to show God. You're a light in your space, right? Your stage, your work is a platform, is a stage. Shine the light. The light is on you, but we want you to emit this light to everybody in your space. There's a uniqueness about J-Flow. There's a uniqueness about um, Bori. There's something special about you. You need to work it. And this working of this uniqueness will come from a place of dependence in God. You know that, okay, God, you put this thing on the inside of me. How do I work it? I have sense, so how do I work this thing? I have creativity. How do I work it? People like me, client, like they say I can talk very well. They say that when I handle finances, that people's money blows. How do I manage this thing? How do I work it? In the second half of the year, Lord, I want to blow, but show me how you want me to do it. I want to sow clothes for amazing leaders, for kings and queens. How do you want me to do it? Your uniqueness, you, how do you want me to shine this light, God? The last thing that you need to be reminded of this morning, you may have forgotten, life is hard. That's what they will say. You might forget to now say, God, I woke up in the morning. Thank you. I have food on my table. Thank you. I have a car that I can drive. Thank you. I have money to get on a bus. Thank you. I have a job to go to. Thank you. Thank, the, thank God for the little things. Thank God for the little things. He wants your heart to be so full of gratitude in the second half of the year. Don't go about your day without first acknowledging God. Things are working. Thank God. Things are about to work. Thank God. Don't ever be in a place where you forget God and not give gratitude to God. Psalm chapter 9 verse 1 says, I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will tell of your marvelous works. There is just a joy that comes when you know that see, God did this thing for me. I want to tell everybody right we're taking with we, sometimes we take um the gift of life for granted 
I have not done this. I have not done that. But you have life. I have not sold one million wigs yet. But still, I have a shop that I can go to. There is no day that I enter into the salon and clients don't enter. One client or two. But now I know I will give thanks for that one client. Hallelujah. The Bible, we talked about um, um, in the Wealth and Riches series about being faithful in your space, right? There's so much, when you have gratitude in your heart, that little that you have been given, that's how it will look in your eyes. You know that, yes, so God has promised me nations. He has promised me generations. But now I'm just seeing a little shop in Ikeja. I'm just in a little office in my house. As in this nation and generation is just on my system, in my little house in Ogba. But God, I see it. Be faithful in that little that God has given you. Be faithful in the little God has given you. Don't take that little for granted. Thank God that God, I have this idea. I know it will blow. God, I know that that app, I will see that app. God, I know that this millions we're talking about, I'm going to have it. Be grateful. Gratitude should well up in your hearts. It shouldn't be something that you discard. God is not something, a thing that you just forget. Mm -mm. Our everything our everything be grateful to God for everything be grateful to God for everything you wake up in the morning and you just be like you were good you were kind you were sweet all the time I give you praises I give you praises. You were good. You were kind. You were sweet all the time. I give you praises. I give you praises. In the good in a bad God is always good he is working everything out for your good you're entering into the second half of the year you cannot enter with a mindset that see things are not working out you cannot enter into the second half of the year feeling confused no not after this message not after this staring up remember your identity in God remember where you are placed Remember your location. Remember that you are supposed to lean on God. That is where your strength comes from. Remember that you are supposed to give gratitude to this Father. There is so much that you can do. The second half of the year is bigger. The second half of the year is better. In the mighty name of Jesus. There is so much stirring up in your hearts. There is an ignition in your hearts. There is so much power inside of you. You enter into your office and know that something has changed. You enter into your house, your wife and your husband who said there's something different. In the mighty name of Jesus, hearts are aligning. Hearts are being transformed. My 
are changing in the mighty name of Jesus. There is so much power that what you need to do in the next phase of the year, that you align with it in the mighty name of Jesus. Sickness has no place in the second part of the year. Whatever discouragement, whatever fear it is, gone in the mighty name of Jesus. And this is not just a motivational thing. This is not just something to ginger you for now. It will enter with you on Monday. It will go with you on Tuesday. It will go with you on Wednesday to the rest of the week. In July, in August, September, even to December. In the mighty name of Jesus. Like Jabez, God heard his prayer. God answered his requests. We will return with testimonies. God, it doesn't have to be in December. It can be in July. It doesn't have to wait till August. It can be now, God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Testimonies all around. Testimonies back to back to back, God. Thank you for your glory that is in this place. It's glory with us. Glory all around. Shopaya daya sikados. Ria na shipaya da sakadosi. Rika tia mana shikaya dada. Rashikadia bayada. Your children, God. These are your children. These are your children. Move in your nice God. Give them tangible gifts. Give them tangible um, testimonies. In the mighty name of Jesus. No soldier left behind. No war left behind. They might tag themselves as, as late bloomers. No, never again. Season of dryness over. Fruitfulness. Fruitfulness. They will hold on this testimony because it's tangible. We hold on to it, God. You promised us that this year is our year of ease. Sweet life. Soft life. We reclaim it in the mighty name of Jesus. It's our year of heavy harvest. Double, double. Not one harvest. Two, it's coming, it's coming. In mighty folds, double folds. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, precious King. Because the second half of the year is bigger. The second half of the year is better. If you are excited, shout loud to your Father. Hallelujah. Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.